0: Hello folks, welcome to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Spoken. They specialise in helping busy people improve their English in a very convenient way, because with Spoken you can get tailored and flexible English lessons from your teacher, delivered directly to your phone with messaging services like WhatsApp or WeChat or Viber or Facebook uh, Messenger. It's like having an English teacher in your pocket, but smaller. Um, obviously it's not like having a full size English teacher in your pocket. That would be very inconvenient. You wouldn't be able to do anything, would you You'd be like, I- I've, you know, are you coming to work? No, I can't come. Why not? I've got an English teacher in my pocket. I literally can't leave the house. It's really inconvenient. Um, no, obviously, I, that's ridiculous, Luke, isn't it? Yes, it is. Sorry, don't don't try to be funny during sponsorship promos in the future. Okay, I won't. Anyway, really, you should check out Spoken, because it's really cool. And uh, yeah, it is a bit like having an English teacher in your pocket, but even more convenient than that, because it's all done through your phone with uh, messaging apps. And the guys at Spoken are offering you two free lessons, and then 20% off all of their courses, which is a pretty good deal. To check it out, just to get your free lessons and to see what you think, go to getspoken.com slash LEP or just click a spoken logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing all right out there in podcast land as usual. You're probably sitting on a bus just minding your own business and you've decided to listen to a new episode of the podcast. Oh, look, a new episode. I think I'll listen to it. Well, here we are. It's actually happening. Maybe you're not on a bus. You might be in any manner of situations. Um, but anyway, wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever it is that you're doing, welcome to this new episode Um, and um, in this one I'm continuing to talk about how I make episodes of uh, this podcast and this whole thing is a response to a question sent to me by a listener called Carlos from Barcelona. Hello there Carlos, I hope you're still uh, listening. In the last episode I was kind of Uh, making up loads of nonsense about how you've gone missing. But anyway, do get in touch, Carlos, because here I am responding to your question about basically how do I make the podcast? In the last episode, I was talking about the creative side of coming up with ideas and then making them into podcast episodes and how you could take those sort of methods and apply them to other things as well. Um, so how to come up with ideas Not that I know exactly what I'm doing But um, a few listeners have asked me about this over the years And I thought it would be interesting to answer those questions And just generally lift the lid on Luke's English Podcast And um, and let you see how episodes are recorded um, I'm also actually presenting language to you here too Um... And um, later on, I'll be going through this episode and the previous episode, picking out certain bits of language and then explaining them and teaching them to you. Um, The plan is that that will be in the uh, the next episode, okay? That's going to be some technical vocab, some phrases with get, and just any other nice bits of language which I think are worth kind of highlighting for you. Okay, but in this one, the plan is to talk about the technical side of doing the podcast. And I have to say, I'm... I'm having my reservations about this now. I'm having a few reservations. Now, the reason for that is that I think the creative side, uh, you know, just coming up with ideas, I think that's probably a bit more interesting um, than, than the technical stuff. And that probably included tips that you might be able to apply to other things in your lives, like doing presentations or just creating your work. But I'm not entirely sure about the technical stuff. Uh, the stuff about how I record—I'm not entirely sure if that's directly applicable to you, but perhaps I'm wrong. I mean, Carlos did ask about it; he did specifically ask about, you know, the the software and the hardware that I use, and a number of number of other people have asked me about this in the past. So, you know, there must be some interest in this, and I'm sure that actually plenty of you out there um, are interested in 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 the technology and, and things like that. So, okay. Let's go. Let's do this then, right? Now, the thing is, right, since I'm a little bit concerned that this is going to be slightly boring, right? I mean, it's obviously it's not going to be boring. It's going to be amazing, of course. But there's a little part of me which is like, oh, maybe people aren't going to be that interested in microphones. So because I'm slightly worried about that, I've decided to spice things up a little bit by including a few short anecdotes At regular intervals throughout the episode. Okay. So the idea is that that will just relieve the potential boredom slightly. But again, who knows? Anyway, so, you know, what's going to happen is I'll be talking about microphones and ways of recording and technology and hardware and stuff like that throughout the episode. And then every now and then, just to keep the interest up, I will tell you a quick story. Okay. And this is going to be a kind of a lying game. All right. The idea is that. I'm going to tell you uh, a little story every now and then, and the anecdotes that I'm going to tell you, they might be true and they might be completely untrue, and you have to guess, okay? So watch out for the little anecdotes that are going uh, to be interspersed throughout the episode, and I want you to try and work out if they're true or not, and I will tell you the answers at the end, okay? Ooh, suddenly this has got slightly more exciting not that much more exciting but just maybe slightly more exciting hasn't it yes of course it has good also language as well as i mentioned there will be some technical language and phrases with get and all that stuff um actually i've been talking about technical language and things actually um you know after i've kind of reviewed this stuff and thought about it a bit i don't think that there's that much technical language to be honest um which is a little bit surprising. I guess it's because I'm not really going into all of the engineering and the physics of how sound is created and captured. I'm not really going into all that stuff in a really advanced way. Um, really, when it comes to using the hardware, Carlos, really it's just a question of just plugging things into other things. That's it, to plug thing, plug something in. It's just you plug something into another thing... And then you turn it on, and that's it. And then you unplug it, and you plug something else into something else. It's just plugging things in. Um, That's really the extent of my technical know-how. You know, I know that if I plug this into this, then this happens. And then if I plug that into that, then that happens. So I guess here's a little overview of some of the main technical expressions that you're going to get. So you've got plug in. I plug in the microphone. I plug it in, plug into. I plug the microphone into the computer. Unplug, which is like the opposite of plug in. Unplug. I unplug it, or I unplug it from the computer uh, to monitor as a verb. To like use headphones to monitor the sound as I'm recording it. Uh, Backup as a as a verb as well. Um, And a noun. So I back up the recording, meaning I kind of make a a, a, a kind of save the recording. I think you know that one, right? To back something up in the cloud, to do a a backup of your computer, just means to save um, like all of your files in in another hard drive to back something up, or make a backup. So a backup is a noun as well. Uh, To distort. Distort so um, I try to make sure that the sound doesn't distort. You have to control the levels of the microphone to make sure that the sound doesn't distort. If you want to hear what distorted sound sounds like, it sounds like this. Can you hear that? This is no, that's not going to work. Hold on, let me try and uh, I know I can't do it because it's going to blow your head. That, that's it. There, you can hear distorted sound. It's probably really noisy, anyway. That's to distort. I have to try and make sure the sound doesn't distort. So we've got distort. We also have the word distortion, which is the noun. So you hear lots of distortion. If the microphone level is too high, you start to hear distortion, like that. Uh, The next word is interference. That's like, for example, when you get background noise. Let's say if you've plugged in your microphone, but it's not plugged in properly, you might get like a kind of noise. It's not a mosquito or a fly. It's digital interference. Interference. We got to crash. Like for example, when software crashes, that's when you're using a piece of software and it just goes <clears throat> and it just stops working. It freezes and crashes, and you get the uh, the umbrella of doom. You know the the multicolored umbrella of of, um, of of destiny. No, the the multicolored umbrella of doom, which is what happens on an Apple Mac. When the software crashes, you just get this circle, this like multicoloured circle spinning round. Ah, that's horrible. So when the software crashes, um, and then other phrases like phantom power, phantom power, which is not some kind of supernatural force. This is just the power which is provided to a microphone from an amplifier. Uh, But it does sound cool, doesn't it? Phantom power. Uh, And then compression. Compression is basically a way of processing audio to make it a bit more awesome. Okay, it's like uh, if you've got a a piece of audio, like audio that's being recorded by microphones, you can put it through some compression units and they sort of um, process the audio to make it sound better. They raise some of the quiet parts and reduce some of the loud parts and everything sounds much better. Compression. It's also compression, or to compress. It's also the word used for the process of turning big files into smaller files. Like for example, when MP3s are created, MP3s are basically compressed audio files. Then we've got EQ settings. EQ means equalizer. This is the way of controlling the frequency of sound. So if you you know like a if you've got a good stereo system, you might have an EQ control which allows you to raise the level of the bass, the middle, and the The um, treble frequencies, so the EQ control or EQ settings. And then you've got bass, middle, treble, different types of microphone and stuff. And that's pretty much the extent of the technical stuff, as you will see in this episode. What is more prevalent in this one is just the usual general English. And I mean all the usual verbs, prepositions and parts of speech with a few tricky bits like some phrasal verbs and some fixed expressions or idioms. So that 's actually a, a lot more prevalent uh, in my descriptions of uh, my 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 software and hardware. just all the usual general English there 's also grammar as well. Uh, watch out for the way that I explain how the technology is set up uh, for example, am I using a passive form or an active form, and uh, why is that? Uh, how do I talk about the processes of of doing the recording and everything? Is there any language of cause and effect, for example? Uh, I'm trying to explain my audio recording setup in a way that's easy to understand, putting it in plain English. So there might actually not be uh, loads and loads of impenetrable um, uh, technical jargon. Actually, actually. So anyway, um, I'll be going through language that I've picked out later on. All right. At this rate, I'm pretty sure that will be in part three. That'll be in a third episode. But I'm definitely going to do it, all right. So you know, watch out. Language is coming soon, but uh, keep your keep your ears open for bits of language that you think I'll probably be explaining later, including those phrases with get. Okay. Now, um, okay. So let's see if I can go through this without boring boring your pants off. Um. Okay. And if if by the end of this episode, uh, you're still listening, you're still alive, and your pants are still attached then I would consider that to be a success, okay? All right. So, let's now look at the practical ways to record yourself and other people, and then how to get those recordings online for other people to listen to. Let's lift the lid on Luke's English Podcast so you can see how it's all done kind of thing. Um, So, I'd like to ask you a question at this point. I'd like to ask you, how would you do it, all right? How would you do it? Imagine you, in your situation, with the the tools that you have at your disposal, how would you do these things? Let's say um, you want to just record yourself, let's say. You want to record yourself. Maybe you're in your flat, you're at home. Maybe you've got the window open because it's a warm day. There might be street noise outside. Possibly you've got the washing machine running in the background. Um, How would you just record yourself and and, uh, get a decent recording? Now, how about... um, this situation let's say you want to record you and another person you you might want to just record an interview or conversation with another person how would you do that how would you do it if you were outdoors or in a public place let's say you're in the park or you're even in a pub or something and you want to record a conversation with a person there how would you do that how about if you've got several people let's say there's three of you you're sitting around a table how are you going to record everyone's voices clearly as well Now, I imagine that for most of you, um, unless you are a podcaster yourself or unless you're involved in sound recording, you would probably just use your phone or use your computer, right? You'd probably just put your phone on the table, open up a recording app. Most smartphones have got some sort of app that allows you to record your voice. You just open that, you hit record uh, and you leave the phone on the table and you just have your conversation and that's it, right? Right that's probably what most of you would do. And to be honest, often, that's good enough. And loads of people do that. Loads of people who are doing their own podcasts, they just, you know, put the phone on the table, and they just record the the thing like that. Um, Or you might have like a little dictaphone, maybe a fairly cheap little voice recording dictaphone, the kind of thing that you would use to record a lecture at university. Um, You might just put that on the table and do it like that, okay? And often, that is fine. But... Uh, for good results every single time, to get, like, really clear audio every single time, and um, to have the option to record multiple people properly, capturing their voices at equal volume, then you will need more equipment. And I personally think it's worth recording with good quality sound. I could, you know, do all my episodes just with the inbuilt microphone on my computer and do it like that, like I used to back in the early days of the podcast, But I actually think that it's worth taking time and putting a bit more effort into uh, the recording process because um, I think that it allows you... If if my podcast episodes are recorded properly, it allows you to hear words more clearly and it's just more pleasant to listen to. I think it has a subconscious effect. You might not even realise it or think about it. You might not really be thinking about the quality of sound that you're listening to. It might just not be something that's on your radar, but um, I think it has a subconscious effect. I think it. I think that uh, you'll find that good quality audio is in hand with the innate enjoyment that just comes from um, listening to podcasts or radio, because listening to, let's say, a podcast, if you're on the bus or when you're just, you know, on the sofa or you're doing your ironing or whatever, you've got your headphones on, probably in most cases, Um maybe you're in the car, something like that. Listening to a podcast is often quite an intimate experience. You're just listening to a voice talking to you across the airwaves or across the internet. And it's quite an intimate personal experience. So really, you want the technology to allow that to happen as much as possible. You want the technology to really make the most of the medium, which is that you've got this intimate personal connection between what you're saying and the person who's listening. So you want the audio to be rich and warm. It really just makes the most of that intimate connection that you have. Um, So um, there are some podcasts out there on the internet that I listen to that could be absolutely great. You know, they've got good content, good presenters, everything's good, good, good. But the problem is that the audio sucks, and as a result, you just can't really listen to it. You can't re- you can't really listen to it on the bus because it's not clear enough or loud enough. You and you can't get that lovely close sound that allows you to get the most out of the people that you're listening to. So that, you know, I've come across a number of podcasts like that. I'm not naming any names, but um, some that are the the, the recording quality is just not quite good enough, and as a result, you know. You don't listen to it because you can't listen in a noisy environment or on the bus or something. Um, Now, radio stations and broadcasters like the BBC, they've got proper studios, right? They've got these soundproof studios... Um, where you know inside the studio it's basically silent they have you know soundproofing in in there and they've got really good quality microphones like high-end top quality microphones and loads and loads of hardware for processing and compressing the sound and boosting the, the sound and everything like that really the top kind of stuff that you can get but most podcasters obviously don't have that kind of thing you know especially if it's a podcast made in someone's own home if you don't have access to a studio then you won't have that kind of thing so the question is is there something that you can do which is somewhere between just putting your phone on the table and paying loads and loads of money to use a professional studio what is the kind of middle point between those two things so here are some options, all right? For uh people who want to like record uh themselves and maybe publish um podcast episodes at home. And these are the options that are available to me and also options that I have used um in the past. Like when I first started used uh, when I first started doing the podcast, my recording setup was really basic. I just had my my uh laptop. And then bit by bit I've developed and I've uh, purchased more and more equipment. Um, and I've learnt, you know, more and more about doing this kind of thing. I think that the podcast could still sound better than it does now. But um, I've, you know, I've sort of learnt about the the different hardware that you can use and software as well. So here are the options. You can either use a computer or a phone. You can use like a computer like that. Or you can use a, a recording device, like a dedicated recording device. So either your computer or a device, okay? So starting with a computer, you could have like the most basic way to do it um, is just have your laptop or maybe a desktop computer or something you just open up your laptop and you use the inbuilt microphone like most laptops have a little camera and a little microphone built into the thing and it's just above the screen and we use these for skype calls and um, and stuff like that. Uh, so there's a little inbuilt microphone on the laptop. So you could just open up your laptop and use that inbuilt microphone with some software. So software that you use to record um, audio would be, if you're using an Apple Mac like I do, then it would be something like GarageBand or um, Audacity, which is a free program that you can download from the internet. Or it would be QuickTime. Which allows you to record as well. Um, so, a bit of software and just the inbuilt microphone on your um, on on your computer. Now, the the problem with that is that um, it's you know the sound quality is not that great. I mean, it's all right, it's doable, um, but it's not that great. And the other problem is that if you're recording into the computer with software, that the software sometimes goes wrong. Like I said before, sometimes software crashes. For whatever reason, you might get the spinning umbrella of doom and then you lose all the stuff you recorded. So software can be a bit unreliable. Um, And if you're just using the inbuilt microphone, the sound quality will be poor. I'm going to give you an example now of of a recording I did with the inbuilt microphone on my laptop. So you can just hear what it sounds like. Hello, so this is me recording into the laptop with the inbuilt microphone. I don't know if you can hear that there's a bit of rain going on outside. I've got the window open, which might mean you can hear a bit of outside noise. But uh, this is it, right? This is how it sounds. It's not great, is it? But it, I mean, it's probably good enough. I could probably do it like this all the time, but I choose not to. But anyway, this is what it sounds like uh, through the laptop's inbuilt microphone. Okay. So there, we, there you go. That was the laptop's inbuilt microphone. You can see that it's pretty basic recording that everyone can do. But honestly, I'd rather get a better, I'd rather get better quality sound. It sounds a little bit distorted, um, and it's you know, the, you're not capturing the the full range of sound that comes from someone's voice. Then your next option is to use your laptop again and software, like I said before, but instead of using the inbuilt microphone. Um, you can use a USB microphone. So these are uh, microphones uh, which just plug into the computer with a USB connection. Uh, maybe the most famous one would be the Yeti Pro by Blue, which is a really popular USB microphone. Uh, if you've ever seen any of my videos, sometimes I have the uh, the my Yeti Blue microphone sitting on the shelf behind me. It's kind of a silver um things quite big it looks like an old-fashioned microphone from the 50s or something kind of silver retro looking thing um, and so there's those i've also got a couple of other usb microphones um, and uh, like the cool thing about them is that they're really really convenient you just plug it straight into the computer with usb you select that microphone and then you use the software on your computer and you record your voice and it's um you know it's it's much better quality Uh, So the sound is better. Also, USB microphones are really quite cheap. Um, You can get a decent USB microphone for like £50. Uh, The the Yeti Pro is about £100, but you can buy other microphones that plug in via USB for about £50, and you'll get good results from that. Uh, So they're cheap. The the quality is much better than the inbuilt microphone. Uh, But the problem is that you can't record um, multiple people with the right results that you want, um, you know, because you've just got one microphone. It's You can't plug two USB microphones into your computer without having some other device to help you do it. So that means that you, you end up, if you've got two people, you both have to talk into the same microphone, which can be a bit awkward. You're both kind of like leaning over. Your faces are kind of close to each other. You're talking into the same uh, microphone. So that... Um, that's a bit awkward and sometimes when you're both talking into the microphone you tend to get one person being louder than the other person uh for example in episode 100 of this podcast i used my yeti uh pro microphone sitting on the coffee table in front of my brother and me episode 100 was called going to the pub and it was like everything you need to know about going to the pub in the uk Um, All the language and all the different references and cultural things, the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts of going to the pub. It's a good episode. You you should listen to it. Um, But the thing is that James was like, he kept leaning over the, he kept leaning away from the microphone to smoke cigarettes. And as a result, half the time he's over here like this, he's over here and I'm over here. So it sounds like he's on the other side of the room and it kind of, he is on the other side of the room if he had his own microphone, that would never have happened. So the problem is with these USB microphones is that um, it's difficult to get more than one person recorded to the right volume level that you want. And also, added that added to the fact that you're uh, recording using software, and as, a, as I said before, software on your computer sometimes crashes. Also, USB connections uh, occasionally fail, and you find that there's you know, you do a recording with a USB microphone. You listen back to it, and there's interference because the USB connection was playing up, and there's like uh, interference. And I've done recordings before and listened back to it, and not only was there interference, like zzz, 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 kind of digital interference, also sometimes the recording skipped because the the connection was was dodgy. So that you know that sometimes happens. But all in all, a USB microphone. Uh, plugged into your computer can give you really good results here's an example now i'm going to play you an example of me speaking into uh, a usb microphone made by Samsung, not samsung the korean company but Samsung. s-a-m-s-o-n and this is a Samsung q2u usb microphone which you can get on uh, amazon.co.uk for about 50 pounds and the results are pretty decent as you can hear now This is me recording on a USB microphone. I've got it plugged into the laptop. So it's a microphone plugged into the laptop through USB. Um, I'm holding it in my hand. It's got a muffler on the top. Without the muffler, it sounds like this. And if I say plosive sounds like British English, plosive sounds, then it probably makes a horrible distorted explosive sound. I'm now putting the, the muffler back on probably hearing noise of the muffler going back on and that's what it sounds like now i mean i think it's it's pretty good right i mean it does sound pretty good um it doesn't sound great i mean if you really uh pay attention it doesn't have quite the same depth and also it might sound a bit distorted at times also can you hear this this is the sound of my hands moving on the microphone and this particular microphone which is a sam samson not samsung samson s-a-m-s-o-n q2u usb microphone this particular one just picks up lots of handling noise so it's basically all right if i need to do a quick bit of recording but it's not my preferred one but it's convenient and it's better than the laptops inbuilt microphone so this is an example of a usb microphone pretty good So there you go. Uh, Not too bad. In fact, I use uh, that USB microphone a lot when I just want to do a quick little bit of recording, like if I need to record the um, sponsorship promo at the beginning of the episode, or if I need to just add something in later in post-production, I'll just plug the USB microphone in and just do it like that. Also, they're really good for Skype calls, and they just improve the audio of your Skype calls massively because, you know, you just plug it into USB and Skype recognizes the microphone and then you can do it like that and in fact when i um when i talk to my dad and my brother these days over skype the quality's better because i recently bought them usb microphones i bought one for my dad and i bought one for my brother so they've both got usb microphones at home and so when i call them on skype uh they sound really good and if you listen to recent episodes of the rick thompson report then i hope you notice that um The quality of his voice was really good. It's like he's just there in the room. You can hardly even notice it's on Skype. It's like we're next to each other. It's it's brilliant. I did an episode with James not long ago, which I haven't published yet, but he's using the USB microphone and it sounds great. It's like he's just there. I'm really happy with it. You heard me mention something about mufflers, right? Now, a muffler is like a sponge, uh, like a sponge thing that goes over the end of the microphone. You've seen them, you know, on the news, when you have a reporter, I'm a reporter in the street speaking into a microphone with a muffler on the top. You know, that kind of thing. like It's like a sponge thing on the top of the microphone. They're really important because they help to um, prevent your mouth, prevent the air that comes out of your mouth from distorting the uh, the sound. Because if you, when we speak, you know, especially when we make sort of plosive sounds like P and B sounds and T sounds and things like that if you don't have something protecting the microphone it can just make it sound like the thing's exploding so a muffler is really important also you might use a pop screen which is what you see in music studios you see the singer with singer with their eyes closed holding onto the headphones because that's obviously the that's how you sing really well isn't it in the studio you close your eyes you hold on to the headphones with both your hands and you sing into the microphone like this and you have a pop screen which is like a, a sort of circle with a thin layer of material between your mouth and the microphone and that just prevents um you know the plosive sounds as well all right um so those that's mufflers okay um now uh are you how are you doing you all right there's an anecdote coming very soon okay anecdote number one is coming in just a second, and remember you have to decide whether it's true or completely made up nonsense, okay? Um, now, I, t- I said that uh, with a USB microphone, you can't record more than one person. It is possible to record on your laptop through USB with multiple microphones if you have a, like an interface, which I'm gonna call a magic box. I know that's not very technical language, a magic box. But it's essentially a USB interface, and what that does is uh, it's it's like a box that goes from the microphone to the computer. So you plug your microphone into it, and then from that box, and then the box plugs into your laptop with USB. Okay, and the box itself uh, gives power to the microphones. It's sort of um, it, you can control the EQ a little bit. And um, the the thing is about it, often you can plug more than one microphone into one of these interfaces. So you, you can have, like, several microphones plugged into the same box, and then that goes into your computer through USB. And so that's the solution to, um, you know, wanting to have more than one person uh, on the podcast, all right? Um, so, um, so there you go, all right? Now, the, so, yeah, right. There you go. Multiple microphones through a a magic box or a a mixing desk. Um, But again, still not the ultimate solution because you're still recording through USB onto software on your computer and the software can go wrong sometimes. All right, good. You're following this, aren't you, Carlos? Yeah, good. You're following it? Following it fine? All right, good. Glad Glad to hear it. Now then, it's time for anecdote number one. Are you ready, are you ready for anecdote number one? Remember, I want you to listen to the story. Is it true or is it not true? Y- only you can decide. Okay, and here we go. I'm going to play some background music for this bit. Here we go. Okay, so here comes anecdote number one. Remember, is it a true story or is it made up? And here's the story. So the story is this. Once, I shook Mark Hamill's hand. Mark Hamill, that's Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, the actor who plays Luke Skywalker. I shook Mark Hamill's hand. Is it true or is it a lie? Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, no, Luke, come on, that's not true. There's no way that's true. You would have mentioned it on the podcast. Ah, but maybe I've been saving it for one of these games. You know, did you think of that? All right. I know you you think it's a lie, but is it, though? Is it? Is it really? Here's what happened. Um, So, it was 1988, and I was in America, in the USA, on holiday with my parents. We were visiting some of my mum's cousins in Delaware. And um, there was a science fiction exhibition happening, like a kind of expo, science fiction expo. And, you know, these big sort of science fiction expos where you get some sort of uh, actors from famous science fiction movies who appear and they they speak and they do question and answer sessions and people dress up as different characters from their favourite movies. I met Robocop as well, by the way. I also met Robocop. But the, the, the main one was that I met Mark Hamill, the actor who plays Luke Skywalker. So there was this science fiction exhibition and some people from science fiction movies were there including Mark Hamill and Robocop. And Mark Hamill did a question-and-answer session about Star Wars. And um, I think they had Mark Hamill, and I think they had R2-D2, or the, the actor who played R2-D2, because there, there there was actually an actor in the R2-D2 uh, costume. Is that a costume? A dustbin? Anyway, uh, so there was Mark Hamill and the, the actor who performed as R2-D2. So, afterwards, right, uh, Mark Hamill was, like, available for autographs and photographs and stuff, and I queued up, and I waited, and I went up to him, and I was, like, 11 years old at the time, um, and I was, like, really chuffed to see Mark Hamill, and I went up, and I was like, oh, Mark Hamill, oh, it's great to see you. Um, I said to him, hey, my name's Luke too, right? I was like, my name is Luke as well, and he's, to be honest, at that point, he seemed a little bit pissed off. He was like, uh-huh. He kind of laughed in a sarcastic way. And he, and he said, well, actually, my, name's, my name isn't Luke. It's Mark. But it's nice to meet you. And he kind of looked a bit sort of sarcastic, like he wasn't really happy to be there. And I sort of got the impression, God, Mark Hamill's not that happy. But it was amazing to meet him. And I shook his hand, and he had like a sweaty palm. You know, like the, the, the palm of his hand was kind of sweaty, and he didn't seem all that happy. Okay, so there you go. That's my anecdote about meeting Mark Hamill, the actor who played Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars films. Is it true or is it made up? Only you can decide the truth will be revealed at the end of the episode. All right, now let's continue with this stuff about uh, recording stuff. So I've talked about recording on your computer and the potential pitfalls and advantages of doing that, okay? Um, and probably using a USB microphone is a, it's just a really good way to do it, but software sometimes goes wrong. So the other option that you have is to record into a device, Um, a dedicated audio recording device. And there are a few of them available out there. Uh, For example, you could use like an Olympus dictaphone or or a Sony dictaphone, or you can use more um, advanced stuff like some uh, products made by a company like Zoom or a company like Tascam, for example. I use Zoom uh, voice recorders. I find them to be really, really good. So, these devices, basically, they, their job, their only job, their one job, is to um, record audio, and that's it. And they record the audio to an SD card, little memory card, that goes into the side of the device. And so, it's, there's, you know, that's it. It's, they're very simple, really, in a, in a sense. You know, they're very specific and simple, and so they, they're very reliable. They basically never go wrong. You know, the only things that really that go wrong with these voice recorders is that you run out of battery or you run out of space on the card, uh, both of which I admit have happened to me. Um, the most frustrating time that happened to me was when I was in San Francisco and I was using my Zoom H1 uh, voice recorder to interview uh, A.J. Hoag from effortless english and i was talking to aj Hogue, and we were having this really fun conversation and in the in a hotel lobby and there were these there were a couple of american women sitting uh at the other end of the table and after i talked to aj for about half an hour these women were like came over and they were like really curious and i interviewed them and then i did a game show with them about american and british english and it was amazing and i couldn't believe it was happening and then at the end i looked down at the the uh my voice recorder and it was just blank nothing it was just dead and i was so gutted and i realized that it had run out of batteries but well, that's generally the only sort of thing that goes wrong with these things. They just run out of battery, uh, which is really stupid of me. So I now I, I always keep some spare batteries with me. But um, anyway, the thing about these voice recorders is that they're portable, meaning you can carry them around. You can go out with them and stuff. They're reliable, and it's possible to connect different microphones to some of them. All right, then. So... Um, let me tell you about some of the devices I've got. So the the most basic one is an, an Olympus voice recorder. It cost about 30 or 40 pounds. And I used to use that um, in the early days uh, when I realised that recording on my laptop's inbuilt microphone wasn't very good, I would record into my Olympus. I'd hold it in my hand and I'd just record into it like that. And it's very simple and the results were pretty good. Like if you listen to the Brighton Fringe uh, podcast episodes or the original Pink Gorilla Story was recorded with one of those. Uh, these days, I've got a slightly better one. It's like the similar thing, but just better. And that's the Zoom H1. Uh, this is the one that I was, I was using with uh, AJ Hogue. The Zoom H1 is is great. It's got like um, inbuilt microphones on the top, which record in stereo, and they 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 have this special design where one microphone points to the left and one microphone points to the right, and somehow this allows you to capture good quality sound without any little echo or anything. They they pick up the sound really really well. Uh, and so you can talk directly into one of these, uh, with, um, a muffler on the top. Um, and I'm going to play you what that sounds like. Uh, this is me talking into, uh, the Zoom H1, uh, with the muffler on it. And I think I take the muffler off as well and you can see, hear the sound distorting. But anyway, this is the Zoom H1. You'll see that it's really pretty good, actually. You might not even be able to tell the difference between this recording and, you know, any other thing I do. But anyway, here we go so now this is me talking into the zoom h1 um, with the inbuilt microphone so this is me just talking into the microphone attached to the top of the device and it sounds pretty good doesn't it i've got another muffler on this one if i took the muffler off like this then you're you're gonna get all these plosive sounds as well like peter piper picked a pack of pickled peppers that's probably exploding all over the place oh i've dropped the muffler on the floor it's all right i can pick it up easily because the zoom h1 Let me put the muffler back on. Probably hearing all those noises again. So I can pick up something. If I've dropped on the floor, I can pick it up easily and keep talking to you because this one is a handheld device. I can just get up and walk around if I want to. I could come over here and play the guitar if I wanted to. You know, I can move around the place. That's the advantage of this. Um, So this is pretty good, really. I could do the entire thing on this, uh, but I don't for various reasons. Again, can you hear that? probably lots of handling noise again which is a bit annoying but there you go the zoom h1 with the inbuilt microphone on the top okay so that's the zoom h1 um and the advantage is that the quality is really good um that it's portable you can carry it around it's reliable unless it runs out of batteries but the limitations are that um, it's still just one microphone so you can't you know have multiple microphones just the one um, and um, and there's some handling noise as you heard. Um, so anyway, that's that. Um, now, what about recording multiple people and making sure that they all have their own microphones, so that they so that they don't they don't all have to crowd around one single microphone, and some people end up being quieter if they're smoking cigarettes out the window. How do you you know make sure everyone gets their own microphone and you record the whole thing? Well, you're going to need um, you know another. Uh, dedicated recording device but something a bit more complicated you can use a device in which you can plug microphones right um and um uh so the the thing that i use the most the, the thing i always almost always use to record the podcast is a zoom h5 which is like the big brother of the zoom h1 Now, the Zoom H5 is is a bit like the Zoom H1 in that it's got these cool inbuilt microphones on the top. So, you can record directly into the top with that nice stereo sound. But also, it's got the option to plug in up to four microphones. Um, And that's brilliant. You plug four microphones in and it can record those four microphones on their own individual tracks. You can control the volume levels of each microphone. And then uh, when you've stopped the recording, it saves each recording as an individual file on the SD card. And then you just transfer all the files into your software and then you can, you know, like process it and edit it all together and stuff like that. It's it's really, really good. It's like having a multi-track studio in one little device and it's small enough to fit in your hand. It takes batteries so you can take it out into the field. Uh, I tend to just keep it plugged in though because, you know, then I don't have to worry about batteries. And um, you know, and it's very good. The, the inbuilt microphone on the top of the Zoom H5 um, sounds like this. I'll just give you an example. I mean, it's, it's just as good as the other Zoom thing I've played to you. You'll see. It's, it's very good. So this is me talking into the top of the Zoom H5, which is like the Zoom H1, but bigger. It's like the bigger brother of the, the Zoom H1. Uh, me talking into the inbuilt microphones on the top, and this also sounds pretty good. In fact, I imagine that most of you can't really tell the big difference between this one, the Zoom H1, and the USB microphone. They all sound the same, right? One thing about this one is that it's in stereo, so if I move around the device like that, then you you get a stereo effect. You can see, all right? Um, and that's it, really. This is a Zoom H5 with the inbuilt microphones in stereo. Stereo, stereo, stereo. I mentioned there that it was in stereo. You probably couldn't notice that, because I've just realised that I, when I when I do make these episodes, uh, they end up being mono. So mono means that all of the sound, um, all the 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 two channels, the left speaker and the right speaker, just end up being the same thing. Um, so I tend to just produce the episodes in mono, so that if you're listening with one headphone you get the same thing that you would get with two headphones so you probably didn't hear the stereo effect there sometimes I add stereo but you know in this case there's no stereo but anyway uh, so that's the Zoom H5 with the inbuilt microphone on the top but I said the thing I said about it the cool thing is that you can plug microphones into it and I tend to use uh, dynamic microphones these are my favorite types of microphone to use I'm now going to tell you a little bit about two different types of microphone. You've got dynamic mics and condenser microphones, okay? Starting with condenser microphones, these are the sorts of things that you might see in professional radio studios um, or professional uh, recording studios. Often they're kind of silver, they look really expensive, they, they sit in these elaborate microphone stands, uh, and they're really flashy-looking, and they, they're really great. Condenser microphones are capable of picking up really, really sensitive like uh, sounds. You, they're, they're very sensitive microphones. They'll pick up very rich, detailed sound. But because they're so sensitive, they require a kind of a soundproof environment. Also, condenser microphones can be broken quite easily. They don't, you know, you can't... Tr- um, carry them around in a bag very easily. You've got to be careful with them, they're very, and they're very expensive. So I don't use condenser microphones, just too expensive and too sensitive. So instead, I prefer to use uh, dynamic microphones. Now, the most common form of dynamic microphone is the, the typical microphone that you will see um, being used on stage. So if you've ever seen a stand-up comedy show, let's say, you know, it's a Louis C.K., you know, comedy special on Netflix or something chances are he'll be holding a dynamic microphone probably uh, a shaw sm 58 that's the the most common model of dynamic microphone it's like a slim black um uh, thing with a a domed top like a a meshed dome top you know you know when you see stand-up comedians doing comedy on stage they have in their hand a microphone that's a, probably a shaw sm 58 dynamic microphone and the cool thing about these is that um, uh, they are really tough, really solid. You can drop them on the floor and they'll be all right. You know, you see musicians sometimes uh, swinging the microphones around over their heads. And these sorts of microphones get beaten up quite a lot, but they're tough. So they, they you know, they don't get damaged that easily. Um, and the other cool thing about that kind of dynamic microphone is that they've got a limited um, uh, sound capturing space, um, right? I mean, for example, the pickup pattern for a dynamic microphone like that is limited to just a few inches around the microphone itself. Now, with some microphones, like maybe some condenser microphones, they will pick up sounds that are coming from quite far away. And you can actually probably... Can you hear the glass bottles being broken in the background? I don't know if you can. Someone is clearing you can hear that um anyway the the one i'm using is a dynamic microphone but anyway if if i was using a condenser microphone those street sounds would be much louder and it would pick up everything it would pick up the street sounds the bird noise the washing machine in the background and stuff but i'm using a dynamic microphone and it it's designed to pick up mainly the uh the noise that's coming from directly in front of it And the advantage of that is that, you know, it means that you can record in a fairly noisy environment. What are they doing? Someone is just smashing bottles in the street outside my flat. (laughs) No idea what they're doing out there. Anyway... The advantage of the dynamic microphone is that you can record right in a fairly noisy environment and it will pick up mostly what you're saying in front of it. This is why they get used on stage in music shows. So the singer on stage uses a, uses this kind of microphone so that the microphone picks up only the singer's voice and not the um, not the rest of the band and not the whole audience, you see? And that makes it really convenient to use them for doing podcasts because you can record without picking up too much background noise unless... There are people outside smashing bottles. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what microphone you're using. If they're doing that, then it's going to get picked up. But I don't think you mind. All right. So I use dynamic microphones uh, like the Shaw SM58, the stand-up comedy microphone, and also the Shaw SM7B, which is what I'm talking into right now. Okay. I know that this is very important information for you. Um, if it makes it more interesting, the Shaw SM7B, which... If you've seen my videos, it's like the big microphone I talk into sometimes. It's like a black cylinder. It looks quite cool. And it tends... I don't know why, but it's it's very similar to the stand-up comedy-style microphones, but it just seems to pick up uh, sound with a nice, rich uh, uh, tone. And if it makes any difference to you, this is the microphone that was used uh, by Michael Jackson when he recorded uh, Thriller. Not this individual microphone, but this design, this model uh has been used by many many musicians over the years including david bowie uh and also michael jackson on thriller so you know if it's good enough for them it's good enough for me basically uh and my my can you what are they doing (laughs) i think this is maybe uh, people from the Alliance Française, the um, or maybe the Académie Française, the, uh, the, the 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 sort of e- Department of Education that's responsible for protecting the French language, and because they can hear me podcasting in English, they're like, "Oh no, we have to we have to interrupt his English podcast," and um, with the sound of smashing bottles in order to protect the French language. That's obviously what's going on here. So my favourite setup is to use this Zoom H5. Um, um, with a, a microphone plugged in. I'm going to give you an example of the Zoom H5 with a stand-up comedy microphone plugged straight into it. And you're probably going to, it's probably not going to sound much different to you. Um, it's probably going to sound exactly the same. But if, I don't know, if you pay really pay attention and this kind of thing is important to you, like it's important to me, then you will notice the difference. Anyway, here's the... H5 with uh, a stand-up comedy microphone, a dynamic Shure SM58. Here we go. Now this is me talking into the Zoom H5 with um, a an external dynamic microphone plugged in. This is the um, Shure SM58, you know, that microphone that you see stand-up comedians using, singers on stage using and stuff. So this is me talking into a, uh, an SM58 Plugged straight into the uh, the Zoom. And this is how I record conversations with Amber and Paul. Uh, we've all got one of these mics in our hands and we just talk like this. And uh, this sounds pretty good as well, doesn't it? And just like I said in the last uh, little recording, you probably can't tell the difference between this and all the other ones I've played you. The main thing is that the laptop microphone sounds rubbish, but all the other ones sound pretty good. Uh, and, you know, this sounds decent, doesn't it, really? I think so. Um, there's one more version, and that is the Zoom H5 with my fancy studio microphone plugged into it through a mixing desk where I've boosted the power. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. Um, anyway, z- this is the uh, Zoom H5 with a like a stand-up comedy microphone plugged directly into it, and it sounds pretty good. That's, um, that's not bad. I-, I use that setup on my own when I'm for example, if I want to have the microphone in my hand, because when I'm using the one I'm using right now, it's in a stand. And it's, it means that I have to sit in a position where my mouth is right in front of it all the time. And if I'm recording for an hour or more than an hour, it means I've got to be in exactly the same body position all the time. It's actually quite exhausting. So sometimes I want to have a microphone in my hand so I can move around. I can lean backwards if I want. I can stand up and sit down. And the microphone's always held in front of my face because I'm i've got it in my hand so you know like for example um when i did the pink gorilla story 2 i wanted to uh, get decent sound but i wanted to be able to move around a lot and so i had um uh, uh, the zoom h5 with the sm58 oi french government you're not gonna win it's not gonna happen sorry okay um all right then um and then finally Oh, yeah, what was I going to say? That if, if I've got Paul and Amber with me, I do it like that. They've all got stand-up comedy microphones. They all go into the H5 and Bob's your uncle, okay? Um, I think it's time for another anecdote, don't you? Okay, let's have another anecdote then. Here we go. Um, is it true or is it a load of made-up bollocks? Only you can decide. Here we go. So here comes anecdote number two. Actually, if you are from the French government. If you work at uh, Académie Française or the Alliance Française, then um, you might like this one. So here is anecdote number two. And this one is like this. So my my story here is uh, this, that I attended French classes in Paris with an Academy Award-winning actress, an Oscar-winning actress. So I attended French classes in Paris with a Hollywood Actress, which who uh, won an Oscar once in her career. I'm talking about the actress called Hilary Swank. Do you know who she is? Hilary Swank. To be honest, she hasn't been in many many movies recently, but she won an Oscar for the film Million Dollar Baby, which was directed by Clint Eastwood. Do you remember that one? It's a movie about Clint Eastwood is like an old guy who runs a boxing gym, and there's this girl who wants to be a boxer and he helps to train her to become a boxer it was called million dollar baby and she won an oscar for it okay so i attended french classes in paris with uh, academy award winning actress Hilary swank so she was in paris learning french and we were in the same school and um I remember seeing her, uh, during break times, uh, getting coffee or drinking water or whatever. And once, uh, we were both there at the coffee machine and I was like, I'm going to talk to Hillary Swank. Uh, so I was like, I went over to her and I was like, hi, you know, hi, hello. And she just didn't seem interested in talking to me at all. She showed no interest in talking to me at all. And it was just like, hi. And then that was it. And I was like, oh God, that was awful. So there's my story. I attended French classes with Academy Award-winning actress, Hilary Swank, and she didn't want to talk to me. She wasn't interested in me at all. Okay, true or false, true or lie, only you can decide. I will reveal the answer at the end of the episode. Okay, then. So, um, yeah, fine, fine, fine. So then the, the final like uh, setup for recording myself on the podcast is my favourite one. And that's where um, I use this Zoom H5, uh, the Zoom H5 recorder thing with a a Shure SM7B, the Michael Jackson microphone. But I plug it into a a mixing desk first. And the thing about the mixing desk is that it boosts the sound and it allows me to control the EQ. It it allows me to control the frequency of the sound. Okay, so the microphone goes into the mixing desk. The mixing desk provides phantom power for the microphone. And then from the mixing desk, I go into the uh, recording device, the zoom device. And so that basically means that I can control the audio uh, uh, settings for the microphone. So that means I can control the bass, the middle and the treble. Now, let me give you some examples, right? Now, here's, this is me turning up the bass. The bass is all the way up. You can hear it, so it's really bassy now um and if i remove the bass if i turn the bass off like that then you end up with this kind of sound and that sounds very kind of tinny and um it's it doesn't have the nice rich tone that you need when you've got the full bass at the bottom all right i'm what i'm doing here is i'm twiddling some knobs on my mixing desk to control the level of bass, uh, middle and treble in order to demonstrate to you how I can use this mixing desk to um, affect the, the sound, to tweak the sound of the, the microphone. Let me bring the bass back up to its normal level. That's good, isn't it? Then the, the the next one is middle. So if I bring the middle up, you can hear that now that there's loads of middle in the voice, um, which doesn't sound too bad. Um, uh, if I If I get rid of the middle, then you end up sounding like this and it's just... It sounds like I'm podcasting from another room, doesn't it? Hello, hello, can you hear me? Stop smashing bottles. You know, so middle is really important because I think most people's voices um, uh, sort of sit in the middle range of the, the the frequency spectrum. I think most people's voices are kind of mid-range, so it's important to have some middle in there, and then the the top one is the treble. So if I put the treble all the way up you can hear that it suddenly sounds all it's like snakes everywhere just loads of snakes <laughs> there's not actually any snakes but it sounds like snakes everywhere and it's just ah it's painful oh treble i i sort of hate treble i love bass i love bass 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 in your face right i love bass but treble is it ah oh, stop it in fact, it feels like I'm in an aeroplane. Snakes on a plane. Ah, Somebody get these motherfucking snakes off this plane. All right. Sort of reduce the treble. But if I cut the treble out completely, then I end up sounding like this. It's like, hello, welcome to Luke's English Podcast. I'm recording this at the bottom of the ocean. And if I remove the middle as well, then, hello, welcome to Luke's English Podcast. I'm recording this one. Inside a box. I'm stuck in a box. Help! Help! I'm stuck in a box. Okay, so let's bring the middle back in there. I'm now. I'm, I'm okay, I'm out of the box, but I'm 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 in another room. Uh, let me just open the door. <coughs> Hello there. Welcome back. It's nice to be here. Okay, so there you go. That just gives you an example of how I can sort of uh, you know um, uh, change the sound a little bit using the mixing desk, which is good when I'm at home and um i've you know i've got the mixing desk plugged in it's good if i'm outside uh you know then i'll probably use the zoom h1 which is really convenient if i go to amber's house to record there i'll take the zoom h5 with some stand up comedy microphones right there you go that's fascinating isn't it absolutely fascinating um all right now then the next so i've recorded my voice let's say let's say i've, re- I've recorded my voice and um uh the next step is to then like take that recording and uh, edit it and produce it into um, an episode of the podcast okay so the recording is i it records as a wav file so i take this sd card out of the recording device plug it into my laptop and then i transfer the audio files into software on the computer like garageband for example and i can the thing with garageband is that i can i can keep saving You know, I can keep saving the project. And if GarageBand crashes... Which doesn't happen very often, but if it does, it's no problem because I've got uh, uh, I've got the master copy on the SD card, so I, I won't lose the recording. So it's much more reliable to do it like that. So I take the SD card out, put it into the, the laptop, and then I start editing uh, the stuff in, in GarageBand. Um, and uh, you know that means just like cutting any little bits out that I don't want to be in the final episode, removing little bits, um, and also I can do stuff like add bleepy noises. I can add little noises and jingles and sound effects and background effects and things like that. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention this. You know, the Zoom H5. You can plug four microphones into it. You can also plug other things in. Like I can plug my laptop in, and that's how I play. Uh, that's how I play music in the background, like this. You know, I can actually have the laptop going into the Zoom, and I can then control sound in the background like that. Okay. So if I, you know, I can have music going on, I can play you little bits of speech if I want to. Um, Like, for example, if I want to have something like this. Hello, we're talking about language. Sit down, let's have a chat. Hmm? A bit of a chat, sir. A bit of a chat. Yes, Roger, just a bit of a chat. (laughs) What about, sir? About English as a global language. This is a conversation. Yes. I would like to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. Let's have a quick conversation, huh? What do you think? that's what we're going to do. Away, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a conversation. About language. Okay, so I can sort of play little bits of audio and talk about them at the same time. Okay, so anyway, after I've made the files, put them in GarageBand, edit it together, add little jingles and bleepy noises and things like that, and then I export, when it's ready, I export the whole episode from GarageBand onto my computer as, like, an audio file, like WAV or A-V-I uncompressed audio files and then I've got this bit of software which I downloaded from the internet called the Levelator I heard about the Levelator from Mark Maron I don't remember how and when I heard about it from him he's a famous podcaster from America but he mentioned once that he uses the Levelator motorbike in the background there uh, he uses the Levelator to sort of uh, clean up and boost his, his, his uh, tracks so I stick everything into the Levelator I don't know what it does it basically uh, removes some of the background noise, some interference and things like that. It also boosts the volume of everything and just makes it sound a bit more awesome. I don't really know how it does it. And then well, out of the elevate, uh, the levelator, I get a, a, a nice, good quality uh, um, uh, episode. And I then have to convert that to an MP3. I compress it to MP3 using another piece of software... Uh, Lots of compression going on. Lots and lots of times I have to re-encode and recompress the stuff. I'm sure that uh, there must be people out there who really know what they're doing regarding sound recording and stuff like that. You're probably thinking, oh, you're doing it all wrong, Luke. Oh, I wouldn't do it like that. Well, this is just the way that I've learned how to do it. This is just the way it works for me, okay? I've just learned how to do this over the years. So once I've got my MP3... I then have to upload it to the internet. I upload it to Libsyn. So I upload it and then add the name of the, the episode, add any other details. Um, and then I also have to create the episode page on the website, which has got like, the embedded player, a download link, um, and uh, text and notes, uh, any pictures, embedded videos, um, anything else. So that, that goes up. And then I publish the two of them, publish the episode and publish the, the website page. And they go up, and some of that stuff gets automatically added to different social media. So a link goes up on Twitter, and it also goes up onto YouTube and things like that. I publish it on social media. I have to check the social media, make sure it all works, make sure all the links are correct, there are no mistakes. And then that's it, you know. That's it. The episode has gone from an idea, when I was on the bus, through to me recording it, through to me like editing it and developing it and and, uh, producing it and then publishing it, and then people listening to it, and then hopefully one person on a bus gets the giggles. i That's the idea. And hopefully also people learn English. Um, okay, so there you go. That's the whole process from start to finish. I hope that you, I hope you like it. I hope you appreciate what I do. Uh, I hope I didn't say anything wrong. Um, I don't think I did, did I? I, I mean, I sort of casually insulted the, the French government, but, you know, everyone does that, don't they? um all in all the process of of making episodes of the podcast can be quite long and complex you have to come up with the idea you have to develop it yada 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 right um it, you know it could take me ages to be honest um but i am obliged to make the whole thing as quick as possible because time is money you know like the less time i spend on it the better really but you know some episodes take longer than others and that's just the way it is but i, I hope you appreciate the work um if you want to if you want to um if you want to support me you can do it in a few different ways you could um you could give me feedback you know just let me know how it is for you um uh i'll take your feedback on board right if you like the podcast write a review on itunes let people know if you like the podcast tell people about it if you don't like the podcast just don't say anything okay Uh, But if you like it, write a review on iTunes uh, or tell someone that you think might enjoy the the, the show. That would be great because word of mouth is one of the best forms of marketing. In terms of marketing, like people sometimes ask me, how do you get people to listen to your podcast? What's your marketing advice? I don't really know. I think one of the main things is you've just got to put your heart and soul into it, make it as good as you can, ask people to rate it on iTunes, ask people to share it, and then hopefully word of mouth will be the thing that spreads... Uh, the knowledge of your podcast that if people like it if it's really good Then they will just tell other people about it. I hope so if you are one of those ninjas on a bus Um Just keeping yourself to yourself. I'm just going to listen to luke's english podcast and everything's gonna be fine What you should do now right do this. Okay, can you do this? I'd like you to stand up. Yep, that's right sta- Don't actually do it. It's just a joke. Don't actually do it Well, you could if you want but don't it's just a joke but Stand up go to the front of the bus Say to the driver, driver, pull over immediately. I've got an announcement to make. If the, mi- if the driver's got a microphone, grab the microphone from the driver. You might need to, like, push his face just to make sure he doesn't attack you. Hold his face with your hand. With the other hand, use the microphone to make an announcement to the bus. You'd say, dear members of the bus, um, I've got an announcement to you. I want you all to listen to Luke's English podcast. Uh, I know that you've seen me giggling sometimes, and you've been wondering what's wrong with me. I'm I'm not mentally ill. I'm fine. Um, thanks for the concern. I know that none of you were actually concerned, but anyway, um, I want you to I want to share something with you. You've got to listen to Luke's English podcast. Go to teacherluke.co.uk uh, and uh, download his episodes. They're available on iTunes, and then you too can uh also enjoy the podcast on the bus in fact driver maybe you could do this driver maybe you can just connect my ipod to the sound system on the bus and we can all listen to luke's english podcast all at the same time i'm sure that would make everyone really really happy in on their monday morning uh early morning commute to work okay that if you could do that that would be great don't actually do it it's just a joke you could also do things like send a donation you know you can do a one-off donation or a repeated donation with paypal if paypal's not available you can send me an international bank transfer if you really want to send me some money you can do it the details are on my website in the menu under my name look for my name luke l-u-k-e luke not look not luck luke um And you'll see it says, support Luke with a donation. Click that and you'll find ways to help me if you want to. I know that some countries don't use PayPal. Very sorry about that. I'm working on setting up other systems. Check out my sponsors, italki, Spoken, Audible, and so on, um, and so on. Spread the word, okay? Send me requests, send me suggestions. They'll all go on the to do list, um, and, and some other things like that. Now, then, now, uh, it's time for anecdote number three, okay? Anecdote number three, and it's coming up in just a moment. Daddy, daddy, da. I'm just, uh, okay, here we go. Anecdote number three, and uh, let's get the anecdote music, the mysterious anecdote music in the background. Oh, god, where is it? <laughs> just bear with me a second while I find the anecdote music. Okay, and it's this one, isn't it? Okay, here we go. Here comes anecdote number three. Okay. This is the third anecdote. Is it true or is it a lie? Only you can decide. Here's the story. So, uh, I once saved a badger's life. I saved a badger's life. Now, you might be thinking, okay, what's a badger? Well, A badger is a common wild animal in the UK. Badgers are basically, like, they're little creatures. I don't know, it's like the size of a a cat, maybe a bit smaller. They're short-legged, so they've got small, like, short legs, so they're quite close to the ground. Short-legged omnivores, so that means they eat, like, vegetables and meat. They're not carnivores, they're not um, uh, herbivores, they're omnivores. They eat meat and veg. Short-legged omnivores... ...in the same family as otters, polecats, weasels. To be honest, if you don't know what a badger is... ...you probably don't know what a weasel is either. But anyway, little kind of creatures from the British countryside. Uh, They're grey and black... ...with black and white stripes along the length of their face. They've got kind of a long nose. They're they're very common in the UK countryside. Uh, They often appear on country roads and you see them in back gardens. They tend to feed on slugs there we go slugs again on the podcast they tend to feed on slugs snails and other little creepy crawlies in the garden and i once saved the life of one of these beasts okay so here's what happened i was watching tv one evening at my parents house and i heard a bump from the other room it sounded like this like like that thud like a bump sound from the other room and i thought hey funny what was that that's not a normal noise So I went to investigate, I went into the other room, and I saw through the window that a badger had knocked itself unconscious by headbutting the window of our French doors. So in one of the rooms, we had French doors. In France, they don't call them French doors. They just call them doors in France. Anyway, in England, French doors are like doors, double doors that have windows in them, and you can open them up into the garden, and it like, you know, opens the house into the garden. So double doors with windows and so this badger had knocked itself unconscious by headbutting the window of our french doors it obviously hadn't noticed the glass and it was like do 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 badger 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 walking around being a badger knocked itself out so against my better judgment so i kind of thought oh i probably shouldn't do this but i'm going to do it anyway because i'm a hero to the badgers against my better judgment i took the badger inside and i kept it warm Right, I fed it. I fed it with some bread and milk and a little bit of bacon. Um, right, because I had some bacon, so I was like, I'll feed it bacon. It's probably going to like the bacon. What animal would not like bacon, I thought to myself, uh, innocently. Um, I didn't seem to know... It, it didn't seem to know where it was. It, it it was, like, all sort of disorientated, like, ''Oh, God, where am I? What's going on? Who are you? What's happening?'' it was all disorientated. But when it did regain full consciousness, there was a moment where it looked up into my eyes, right? I was like there holding it in my arms and it looked up into my eyes and we just sort of shared a moment, me cradling the badger in my arms and it looking up at me like that. And we stayed like that for a moment but eventually I snapped out of it. And I was like, No 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 no, no this can't happen. You're, this is this it would never work. You're a badger, I'm a human, it could never be. We're from two different worlds, goddammit, it could never work. I mean you're a badger for Christ's sake. What what would people say? What about my career? And needless to say, the badger didn't she didn't take the rejection very well at all. I was like, No Badger, you can no, I can't do this. She didn't take it well and she immediately flew into a rage, a badger rage. She teared off into the... Into the... The the house. She went into my bedroom... Started ripping my clothes up. She got my clothes out of the wardrobe... Started ripping them to pieces. I mean... There's... You know... Hell hath no fury like a badger scorned. Let me tell you. A rejected badger is a dangerous thing. It went into my bedroom... Started ripping up my clothes like that. And then it just ran away. It disappeared into the night. Right... Disappeared into the night. I imagine to to go and spread nasty rumours about me to the squirrels and the hedgehogs. I imagine even you know to this. I can't imagine the things that this badger must have said. Oh, you know that Luke who lives in the house right? He's a right, twat. You know. Ah, oh, he thinks he's funny. He's not funny at all. He's and he's got. He's not romantic at all. He's rubbish. He's terrible in bed. I imagine that the badger's been spreading all kinds of lies about me. I've never seen her again since. But I do think about her sometimes and then I just stop thinking about her and I do something else. So there you go. True or completely made-up fiction, only you can decide. All right, I'm going to tell you the answers in a moment, remember? Okay, so um, what was I saying before? I was saying, how can you support me? Another thing you could do is you could take my online survey. You'll see it on the page for this episode. This is a long-running survey that I launched a few years ago, it's a big sort of survey, basically all the different types of episode. I want you to tell me what kind of episodes you like or don't like. You could also send me some feedback using the, uh, using the feedback form uh, on, on, the, on the website, okay? Um, there's a feedback form, you'll see it. Just tell me what kind of episodes you like and give me some examples if possible. What kind of episodes you don't like and examples. I mean, I I sort of say that with some reluctance, because I don't don't like to know what you don't like, to be honest, because, I mean, it's just, oh, so painful. But I suppose I should, you know, try and, you know, uh, get your honest feedback. So tell me what episodes you like with examples, episodes you don't like with examples, if there are any. Um, I don't really want to know what you don't like, because it's not nice, but I should read that stuff. But anyway, you know, take the online survey give me some online feedback obviously i can't please everyone i shouldn't try to do that but feedback can be very helpful but even still ultimately this is my project i decide how i do it and much of the time my guiding force in this is just my instinct or experience i'm just i just use the force i stretch out with my feelings and use the force and then uh and then record the podcast in terms of long-term strategy basically, I plan to just continue doing the podcast until I run out of ideas or until I just can't do it anymore. Maybe when the French government finally do catch up with me. I don't know. Um, but I'm also working out ways to bring some revenue in. I've been talking about that for for years, just so I can justify spending my time on this. I'm not going to talk much about that now because it's all a work in progress. Um, all right then so what about those anecdotes then what about the anecdotes what do you think were they true or not the first one was that i met uh luke's uh, not luke skywalker i met mark hamill at a science fiction um sort of uh, exhibition thing and i shook his hand and his hand was all sweaty and he didn't seem very happy he seemed a bit depressed and i said uh, i said to him oh my name's luke as well and he was like um, my name's not luke it's mark anyway nice to meet you Right? What about that one? Well, no, not true, completely made up, a total lie. Uh but I did meet RoboCop. That part is true. I met RoboCop and in fact I shook RoboCop's hand and he was sweating a lot. I mean, this was at some sort of science fiction conference in Boston in the summer and RoboCop was really hot inside his suit. I didn't realize that RoboCop could sweat. Didn't realise like robots could sweat. I mean, well, technically, with Robocop, he's what is it, half man, half machine, all cop. Well, I tell you what, the half part of that, the 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 man part of Robocop, was sweating enough for like. Uh, you know a whole person let me tell you anyway i shook RoboCop's hand. that was cool but i didn't meet mark hamill that's a complete lie so if you got that one right one point to you well done clap 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 give yourself a pat on the back the second anecdote was that i went to school to learn french in paris uh with hillary swank the oscar-winning actress academy award winner hillary swank um from the movie million dollar baby well, that is true, ladies and gentlemen. That's absolutely true. I did uh, once bump into Hilary Swank in the school and a few times, actually. And once I decided I'd try and talk to her, hi. And she just went, hi, and then walked off. Like, oh, oh, God, sorry. Sorry for trying to be nice. Uh, she seemed like a nice person. She was probably just, it was probably a case of like, you know, no, I'd, I'd rather just speak French. Maybe it was one of those things. And I approached her in English. I don't know, but she didn't want to talk to me. Uh, maybe, you know, she thought, I can't talk to him because if I do, I'll fall in love with him. Um, or maybe she just thought, who's this asshole? I don't know. Uh, the third story was that uh, I rescued a badger. I saved a badger's life. And I we had like a moment. We had like we shared a moment. And then I rejected the badger and it flew off in a sort of angry rage and then spread evil rumours about me to the squirrels and hedgehogs. Obviously, that was complete bollocks and not true at all never happened i did rescue a bird once i rescued a little bird that that flew into the window i remember just finding a bird on the doorstep oh a little bird oh a little bird's like knocked itself unconscious on the window stupid bird couldn't see the the glass well not that stupid it's glass in it can't see it anyway the bird was like knocked out and we rescued it like my dad my mum and my brother are the four of us we like took this bird in and we fed it some cat food because you know the closest thing we had we didn't have bird food we had like other animal food so like sorry i know you're not a cat but this is the best we can do and it ate the cat food and it sort of lay there in 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 like a tea towel and then it woke up and it was like fuck fuck i'm in a house and it tried to escape and it flew around the room a little bit and then we opened the window and it fucked off into the into the uh, sky True story. But the thing about the badger completely made up. Uh, So uh, first one was a lie. Second one true. Third one a lie. So how many points did you get, ladies and gents? How many points did you get? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thanks for listening to me rambling on about, like, you know, the podcast. um, And um, I look forward to your comments and things. And uh, uh, that's it. All right. Have a nice day or evening or morning or... Afternoon or uh, early evening or late evening or early morning or whatever it is you're doing, wherever you are, have a nice one. And I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.